You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. That time of the week for everybody to get excited and get your third watch on as we continue our exclusive coverage of the TV show Third Watch. We are moving along very, very well. We are now into the 18th episode of the second season. It's Honor. It is a Firefighters episode. It's a Jimmy episode. It's a Firefighters episode. Uh, It aired on the 16th. Of April 2001, nearly a month after the self-importance of being Carlos. So they had a bit of a break in between these episodes, uh, between when we got it. So a few weeks off in between these, at least uh, not for us, but uh, for people when you're watching this for the very first time. Uh, this episode was written by Kira B. Keeney and Janine Sherman Barrios and directed by Terence O'Hara. Some uh, writers there, which I don't think we've necessarily had involved uh this point, uh, I believe, of the show. So, oh, no, incorrect. Uh, Kim, They wrote Kim's Hope Chest. So, there you go. I'm just scrolling through here quickly to see if they had been involved. But uh, my name is Ben, and this is not you. This is Garlic Bread. <laughs> Hello. I'm back on the show. It's Brandy, and my future wife is talking. <laughs> I love Thank that you. part. Thank you. I've I've always wanted to be your future wife. Um, well, I guess you could. I guess I could say it towards you. I guess. I mean. Yeah. Well. well you know. That's how I take it. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. I mean, excited for every episode of Third Watch. Uh, some more so than others. But uh, obviously, self-importance of being Carlos is better than this episode. But I still like. I think Honor's a great episode. I mean, I mentioned this at the end of last episode that. Again, never been hugely high on some of the fiery episodes, and I think moving forward after this point, there's a there's, there's definitely a few firefighter episodes which I don't necessarily take the most attention to. But um, yeah, I, I definitely like Honor. I think it's a good one. We get two very solid fire episodes this season with this and Jimmy's Mountain. So um, yeah, there's a bit in here. We obviously get the return and the finale of Brooke. Um, but um, yeah, it's I mean it's it's really an episode of two halves. This one, like you you kind of. It, the thing I find with this episode, it feels like it's a lot longer, but it also goes by very quickly. It's kind of weird because of the way it's separated, that we get all this stuff at the beginning followed by this huge fire at the end. So, yeah, I don't know if you kind of ever get that vibe watching this episode, but I always feel that it, it feels like it's like a, an extended episode when it's actually not. And again, that's not because it drags out or it's boring. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting one. And, you know, I, I think the same thing. I thought the same thing because, like, I um, didn't... It's crazy because like when you get the fire, you think it's a whole episode itself, and you kind of forget that it's at the end of a an episode that's not you know it's at the end of it like the another episode. And so I get what you're saying because like when the fire happened, I was like, oh, this is the one. And I was like, okay, I thought this was a, I thought it was a whole different episode by itself, but yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. Yeah, so we'll get straight into it. We start off, obviously, a uh, bit of a mini montage here, you know, Jimmy playing with Joey and just on the job, and a bit of a narration here, just talking about the movie Jerry Maguire, that the character did a mission statement. Um, I've written here, Joey, demon child. It's um, just who we're going to call him from now on, the demon child of Joey. Although he's kind of calm in this episode, and he's calm in the next episode, so, you know, we should be kind of a bit nice to Joey at this point. He's not jumping off fridges onto tables and burning down schools and shit so um anyway uh we hear obviously that uh, jimmy wants to make up to the people that he's hurt now what i find fascinating about again this jimmy storyline we've not been too kind to jimmy this season just because he's brought on all this shit himself so you know like 
Uh, Darvell and I are just not very kind for these episodes where they've been trying to make poor old Jimmy feel sympathetic. When it's like, really, dude, you fucked your best friend's girlfriend in the bathroom at your engagement party. Like, oh, I'm so sorry you're so attractive you smile at someone and they want to fuck you. Like, oh, boo-hoo. Um, but, like, they do sort of a goodish version in this episode that, like, we've got this scene straight away with him and Brooke, and you kind of, you almost feel bad for Jimmy, but, like, at the same time... I don't, because fuck you, look at Brooke sitting right in front of you there, being so sweet and nice and cute. Evil evil a review, that's just her name now. Evil Aroo, just looking amazing. And you've you've lost, Jimmy. Uh (laughs) I mean, she nursed you back to health after you got shot and everything, and then... Exactly. You go and do that? It's, it's, yeah, I get you. I mean, I love that, though. Can I just say I love how they did the scene as well with her, and, um... Again, like... They are trying to make it feel bad. And you almost kind of feel bad for Jimmy, but then you're like, but you cheated on Kim too. So- exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird how they do it. Like, it's kind of... They've got to get this character where... I mean, it's, it's kind of... They go out of their way to make you feel sympathetic for him. And I guess it kind of works. Just, I mean, I don't know if it just comes down to because Eddie Sibrian's so goddamn looking and it's just like, you know... But, like, because... Let's be honest, like, we've talked a lot about the Eddie Sibrian was cast in this show because, you know, he tried out for Bosco, didn't get that part, and then obviously he's walking down the halls of Warner Brothers or wherever he auditioned, and all the women are, like, looking at him, like, going, who's that, who's that? Like, we need him in the show. So, like, he's arguably got to be one of, you know, the female audience's favourite characters. And you just, I just wonder, it'd be nice to sort of, you know, and I mean, you can give me a perspective of this, Brandy, I'm not too sure, but, like, it's kind of be nice to hear from a, a majority of female uh, audience here of how they feel about Jimmy and the fact that you're meant to sort of hate this guy because he's cheating on everybody and he's only bringing us himself, but at the same time, you're feeling sympathetic for him because, you know, he's a sweet dad and, God, he's hot. Like, I mean, how are you meant... To, how are you feeling about him? <laughs> he, gets, he gets, like... To be honest, like, again, I always feel like Jimmy got what he deserved, like, with the one episode where, like, when Lombardo does find out that he did mess with his girlfriend, and he got punched in the face. I mean, I always wanted him to get what he deserved, because he is an asshole, but then they get, the third watch is so great. Like, with Bosco, with Carlos, with Jimmy, they can make these dudes who are, like, assholes, right? But then they give these, like, important, like, elements, or these important scenes, where you just get a glimpse of what a human, like, oh, but I do remember, like, it, I don't know, it's just perfect. It's well done. It's well done. You can't hate the characters, like, 100%, you know? Yeah, (laughs) they're human. I guess everyone's human. We've all got things about us that uh, we're not. No one's perfect, um, except for Natalie Portman. But um, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's it's um, yeah. You you make a solid point there. I I definitely agree with that. It's a good way of putting it. But um, you know, like poor Brooke, she starts crying and wants her to be together, and she's called a lawyer and. I don't want anything from you. The apartment was mine, but, uh, you know, just sign it, Jimmy. And that's it. That's Brooke. That's bye-bye, Brooke. See you, Evil Aru. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I mean, we look, in tribute to dare old Evil Aru, we, we have obviously named a segment after you here, uh, Eva, and... Um, you know, I mean, I guess kind of we can mini-eulogize here. Obviously, we, we're not going to go into the extent that we did with, uh, you know, Bobby and some of the other major characters and obviously Dana in a couple of episodes. Um, we're not going to go that much into We'll go more in here to Brooke than Dana, even though Dana appeared more than Brooke. But, I mean, like, there's not a whole lot really to say here, I feel, about Brooke because she's just the, the quintessential side character that you don't really get a whole much there. I mean, you kind of, she just comes out of the blue. 
um, when it comes yep. to Jimmy. Um, you know, we get a, you know, a little bit between her and Kim. Just, uh, we know she's trying to be nice and Kim just be a bitch to her ultimately by like sleeping with Jimmy. Um, and then kind of like it comes down to it that she's got to leave him because obviously, you know, Jimmy did cheat on her. So twice technically because he slept with Kim before that, they got, got married. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Once is okay, Jimmy. Twice, no. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in mind. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's, it's just, I think it's just because, like, Brooke, I mean, she's just this innocent character that just really gets hurt, you know, and it's it's cool. You know, I just like how, I like how they handle her because, like, some of the, like, Jimmy's hot. Maybe, I'll, you know, some females be like, I'm staying with him. He's hot. My husband's hot. You know what I mean? Or, a lot of females like that, but I just love how, like, Brooke's like, you know what, Jimmy? Like, right now, I can't look at you. You know, just, I don't want anything. Just sign the papers. Yeah. Let me go. You know? And I just think that was just awesome because, you know, there are TV shows where, like, they will keep the woman with that person, and it's just because that husband's hot, and they have Jimmy qualities, and it's cool to see they didn't do that with Brooke. You know, she didn't, they didn't keep her around just because Jimmy is hot or because, you know, because they're trying to make everybody feel bad for him. So I think and that let's... was perfect. And let's, like, Eva Leroy's hot, too, so... Um, but, like... Yeah, like, I was about to say, just to, to, to sort of eulogise her, just, you know, we're not going to see her anymore again. Um, you know, she's a, a solid enough character that I guess we should really do this, but, um, yeah, we've talked about her a bit before, obviously, in the past, but, you know, as you just mentioned, and clearly her, her biggest role by far is CSI Miami. She played uh, Natalia on that. I mean, I never watched it, but uh, she was in 153 episodes of CSI Yeah, Miami. I'm watching it now. So, <laughs> I'm watching um, all again. Yeah, but I was, actually, I shouldn't just say not necessarily her, her most prominent role. She was also in All My Children, uh, where she apparently was in it for 120 episodes. So, you know, she's been in a couple of shows where she's been in the cast for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's she's been she's been around for a lot. She was actually used to be married. She was in an episode of Married with Children. That's how long she's been around for. So, um, she looks amazing for her age. She's in The Love Boat as Bikini Girl. Um, so, there you go. And her most recent uh, role, she's been in a movie called A Killer Walks Among Us from 2006. She's in a TV series called Mac and Moxie. Uh, never heard of it. She was in an episode of Fuller House, the Full House reboot. Uh, and she was also in an episode of Criminal Minds. So, yeah, she's still kind yeah. of... I, I think she... I honestly think Evil LaRue some... Evil LaRue. I keep calling Evil LaRue. I think Evil LaRue is probably somebody we could get on the show. So, um, yeah, we, we, we'll try. Yeah. She, she's just... I love her. She's great. She's just one of these side characters that, again, any Third Watch fan, like, you'd have to be, I feel, a super fan of Third Watch to even remember her. Like, if you were just a casual viewer of Third Watch, you know, you knew the basics, but, you know, you sort of said to a casual viewer, oh, do you remember Brooke? They'd be like, no. <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah. I guess there's, like, a fact on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's, it could be true, but they say, like, her sister was actually a woman that, that was uh, photographed by a serial killer in real life, and... CSI Miami did an episode on that. And so, wow. There's some, yeah, yeah, it's on Wikipedia. And there you go. I was just reading it just now. Did not know and that. So, um, Poor old so, Eva. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> no, no, I mean, she was, her sister didn't get harmed, but basically, like, the cops found a photograph of her sister in this, the room with the Sarah Killer when they caught him, which was, phew, I mean, that's still scary. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just... I'm reading that now. Actually, she's um, she's a member of the Baha faith. So cool. Uh, <laughs> just she was married. Uh, they divorced in 2014. It's sad. 
Um, she's been married a few times. Oh, there you go. She's related to Jane Fonda. Yeah. yeah. So there you yeah. go. She's um, how old is she? She's just turned fifty, at least at the time of. Oh no, she's about to turn fifty-one. At the time of course, she does not look that. She looks amazing for her age. Good on you, Eva Larue. Gorgeous yes. woman you are. So uh, rip Eva uh, in third watch. You're not dead in third watch, but uh, Brooke, we didn't get to know you. At least, at least we got a conclusion with Brooke. Unlike Trevor. You know, is Trevor mourning the loss of Bobby still? You know, like, was Trevor at Bobby's funeral? Oh, wait, we didn't get one. We don't know. So, <laughs> is Dirty Kid at Bobby's funeral? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Dirty Kid. Bobby was so not... Pre- he was... I don't know. I don't know if I could say, like, he wasn't appreciated, but I feel like, in a way, he wasn't really appreciated. Like, No, he's I not appreciated know. about... Like, we only kind of... The only reference we'll ever get to Bobby no. moving forward is from Kim. So, um, anyway, so... Um, we get uh, some football being played outside the firehouse. I do like Taylor walking out. She's got like an FDMI puffy jacket. I've never noticed that before. I kind of like it. Um, and we find out there's a big football game tomorrow. It's going to be happening between them and another rival uh, football, uh, another firehouse. And we get a fire truck pull up and we get a bit of trash talk between the two firehouses here, talking about finding their Johnsons and um, knocking them on the ass and all this sort of stuff. Now, this is, I mentioned this at the end of last episode. I only just realized this that this person, the main guy in this other fire truck, is actually a celebrity. He's actually an NFL player. Uh, Jason Seahorn. Now, you're a bit of an NFL fan. Have you ever heard of Jason Seahorn before, Brandy? Mm-mm. No, I mean,. What uh, team do you play for? Well, looking here, he played for the New York Giants for eight years, and then he played for the St. Louis Rams for one year. So, um, yeah, um, he played college for the USC. Um, and okay, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just, I mean, it seems like he's one of these sort of NFL guys who maybe wasn't the most famous player, but he kind of went on to a bit of stuff outside here. So he was, um, he was proposed to an actress, Angie Harmon, um, which he did in a weird way. He did a live proposal on the Jay Leno show, okay? Um, But they divorced in 2015, and then he's now married to somebody else. Um, This is his only acting um, appearance. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, he was on a few reality shows. I'll just point out, though, like... It sounds like I'm ripping shit into the guy. Like, I guess it's a good thing that I didn't realize because he's actually a decent actor. Like, I mean, he's not the best actor, but I mean, he's actually pretty good. So, you know, for somebody who um, is not an actor, actually, I will uh, correct myself. He's not the only time he's appeared. He was in a show called Woman's Murder Club, and then he was in another show called Kicking It. But yeah, like, I I would not have guessed that this guy was an NFL player and not an actually an actor. So there you go. Interesting. I, uh, yeah, no, it was 1994, 2002, 2003. Yeah, that was be- way before I got to, like, really into football. But good for him. I mean, he's not bad looking either. So hey, dude, glad I got to see him act in one of our favorite shows. Yeah, so, exactly. What a top favorite show. There you go. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of makes sense, too. They obviously have these, uh, you know, this storyline here with the football match. But one thing I want to say here, and you know I'm going to bring this up because I think I talked a little bit about this last season, about the Camelot Cup, the basketball game that we never get to see again. Would have been nice if kind of they just brought that back again for this season. Like, or maybe have, like, a football match between the, uh, you know, the firehouse and the police house. But I guess it makes sense. Like, obviously, you know, we know what's going to happen here to poor old Jason Seahorn, Nolan's. Um, you know, it kind of makes a bit of, you know, sense that you've got these rival firehouses that have to work together by the end of the episode. But maybe that's just me. It's kind of, you know, it would have been nice to see the Camelot Cup come back. But uh, anyway, so we got Linda showing up, um, talking to uh, Jimmy. And obviously, this is what we are talking a little bit about last episode. Here's old Linda. Oh, I'm actually four months pregnant. Conception was around at the time of the engagement party. Uh, and then kind of like... Like, I'm sorry, Linda's a real bitch here. The way she's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to get stuck raising this alone if Joe leaves me. So I just thought I would tell you. Um, like, I mean, I, look, okay, let me backtrack. I don't want to be a complete asshole here. Like, I understand her point. I definitely understand her point. But I think she could... It's kind of like with Carlos last episode. Like, she's doing the right thing, but she could do it in a better way. You know what I mean? Just like coming up to, um, to Jimmy and just basically telling him off for this. But... I, I kind of alluded to this last episode. I just... Uh, this storyline just is kind of out of... The, like, we don't need Jimmy to possibly be the father because I think it's just kind of a bit over the top. I think, again, this ultimately gets lost in what will happen next season with September 11th, so there's never a resolution to this. Although, as you kind of pointed out last episode, there's a mini resolution to this, what we'll get at the end of this episode. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Eh, I'm not a huge fan of this. I um I know I get where you're coming from too. I I just think it's one of those where you just kind of go on your own, I guess. And there is nothing like because it is a major like I get where you're coming from because that is huge. I mean the storyline is a huge thing where you don't just like drop it. But at the same time, I kind of see what they did. Like I don't know. It was I think it was I think it was well done when it comes down to it. Because like if they did have a storyline in season three and they and they couldn't get to it. I feel like this is kind of good enough for it to kind of like drop how they dropped it here. Even mm. if it wasn't done on purpose. I mean, that's how, I don't know. That's how I look at yeah. it. Yeah. So. I can see that. I, mean, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't, there's, I don't know. What, there's not much to say, but I guess on it for me. But yeah. I guess, again, it ultimately comes down to, I guess, two things that uh, does Nick Sandow as Joe Lombardo, is he written out or did he leave? I mean, that would be a question for him. Um, and then ultimately, does this storyline get lost in the September 11 uh, storyline next season? So, um, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel it's one of these, you know, we, like we obviously did a little bit uh, when it comes to um, Nip Tuck, that there's sort of the whole who's a father storyline. Um done a little bit differently but um and actually I, I should really correct myself here I, I keep assuming that joe's written out this season I, I i swear he wasn't in season three but actually he is i'm just looking here he's in uh one two three four he's in five episodes next season so clearly he's not written out at the end of this season so there you go um so i'm just uh uh pretending that i know more than i actually do so um Anyway, get get don't get sad to, that we're going to see the end of Joe this episode because I swear I thought this was Joe's last episode, but it's not. So I was completely wrong. Um, we get a nice little scene around the uh, the table here where they're working out uh, strategy and Carlos sort of like, oh, at least you're not a piece of garlic bread. And then uh, obviously it's the paramedics can't play; it's only the firefighters will play against um, the other firefighters. Taylor, um, she's going to play. Um, and then, uh, what did she say? Like, oh, my wife speaks 
or something like that. Um, and then I love Doc here when he's like talking about like, oh, don't do that. The razzle dazzle crap never works. Um, and they've obviously lost the last four games against his other firehouse. So, um, there you go. We get a scene here with, uh, Jimmy and Taylor. Taylor sticking a nose into Jimmy's business. Oh, it's none of, none of my business. And he's like, yep, you're right. It's none of your business. Um, I do kind of like, uh, Jimmy here when he's about to have a shower. It's like, oh, you better grab a towel if you want to have a shower with me. Um, so it's kind of nice. And then obviously, you know, he's like saying to Taylor, like, oh, should I, you know, tell him and, you know, kind of a similar situation to before. Um, so yeah, alarm goes off. They get called out. Um, meanwhile, we've got back outside the firehouse. Jimmy's washing the fire truck with a guy on a bike who's like all cool about fire trucks. And, oh, I hear there's a really cool firefighter in here, Jimmy Doherty. Yeah, I hear he's one of the best. And he's just there to do the whole, you got served. Here's some divorce papers. Um, I, I remember talking a little bit about this in our Nip Tuck episode about like how they go about this in TV shows. Like you kind of have a person, you know, being all nice only to do the whole, you got served thing. Um, I mean, is this, like, as an American, Brandy, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but is this how they actually do this in America? Like, they just all play casual and nice to you, and then they're just like, oh, you got served? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I mean, I don't know much, but I know, like, I know people who've gotten served, and I remember, like, one lady, she was driving a van, came up, was seeming all nice, and she had served somebody I knew, and she was just, like, seemed like she was just interested, like, oh, this is a nice neighborhood, and... Like, she know, as soon as she found out, like, you know, like, the address and everything, she was just like, are you so-and-so, by the way? And the person was like, yeah, I mean, sure. So they do that. I mean, because people do run from it. They, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to get served. So people are, like, hiding from it, trying not to get served. And they have to find ways to get you that paper. Because if, if you don't get it, then they can't really do much. And so they have to make sure you get it. Like, they'll tape it on your door now. You, you I, would be, door. I would fall for this shit all the time. Because if somebody's being nice to me and is all like, Oh, I've heard this podcast. It's really good. Oh, it's called the Oz yeah. Network. I really want to meet this guy called Ben. I'm like, hey, it's me. Like, yeah, you got served. <laughs> like, yeah, that would that. totally they be me. I mean, <laughs> they even have, this, like, uh, a neighbor of mine, like, from the sheriff department. Somebody, like, uh, somebody from the department, he had, like, his badge around on his, like, around his neck. And he looks at the neighbor's door and knocked and asked for the name of so-and-so. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you're served. And I was like, holy crap. This, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, Jimmy's got served. He's got his divorce papers. So we get a bit of a scene here. Joe and uh, Jimmy talking about, um, you know, building a firefighter bed and all this sort of stuff. It's it's kind of, you know, nice. Um, and then we've got uh, them in the park. Um, oh, this is this a bit where... Oh, no, it's later on, isn't it? We're talking about the uh, the name of the boy, uh, Joey. Never mind. I was going to say they kind of have that little bit of an open-ended sort of section. But So we're, this is a football game. We've got Kim shows up. This is kind of what we talked about last episode, how we've got... Kim's a bit upset last episode. She wants a distraction. We kind of get Kim this episode just with Demon Child at the park. Uh, but then we'll get some more Kim next episode. But... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, we're at the football game here and, uh, you know, it's a it's a nice little sort of game and kind of this is, again, this episode is very much an episode of two halves. So we've kind of got some fun stuff going on here and the rival firehouses are playing this uh, game. Um, Taylor's in, she's, you know, <laughs> getting called a cheerleader and, oh, of course, she's going to stand up and beat the boys. It's kind of very stereotypical about sexist men not thinking a woman can play football, but she's going to be better than some of the men. Um, and then kind of like we get random Kim watching on and bitch housewives are saying that they think she's a man and Kim just shakes her head and walks away. 
Um, and then we just, yeah, we obviously get a bit of a, a violent scene. One of them takes out Jimmy. So they start saying, oh, no, enough of this flag crap. So they, uh, you know, take yeah. off and we start getting full contact. Now, look, I've just got to say this, Brandy. As an Australian, it's kind of funny to me that, uh, you know, it's all like tense and nervous. Oh, we're going to play football here with tackling. And I'm kind of probably thinking like, oh, this is dangerous because we're not wearing pads. Like, this is how we play football in Australia. <laughs> so, like, how two kinds no, that's of how football. we play football here, too. I mean... Without I mean, hats? <laughs> yeah, Tom, like, well, like, especially, like, if you're not in the NFL, yeah. I mean, that's how we do it. I mean, again, the tomboys, okay. I grew up with my homeboys, always playing football, tackling. And it's scary, though, because you're worried about a broken nose or a chip tooth. And I sliced my foot up one time, and it gets, <laughs> it's, it gets serious. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I just wanted to point that out just to kind of get Australian one level up here. But um, yeah, uh, our two versions, Australian football, rugby, yeah, we never wear pads. But anyway, so like we kind of get to the point where they're not wearing um, pads and we get, you know, tense. It's well edited. I like the music, sort of the way they're going back and forth here with the game. And, you know, it's a, it's a cliche game. It comes down to the last play, all this sort of stuff. But, you know, at the same time, I still like it. And then they're going, they're at a tie and then kind of like, oh, we're we going to play for the tie or are we just going to try for the win? I like Taylor's line. Like, don't tell me I got my ass kicked here just to play for a tie. Um, so they kind of go for the play and then they sadly lose it. Um, I, I actually, this sounds weird, but I like that they lose it. It's not so cliche that the 5 5 win, if you know what I mean. Like, it's kind of, no, I like no. the way they kind of screw it up and then they sort of, you know, they ultimately lose. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a nice little way of doing it. It's a bit interesting. It's not super cliche. Um, so Nolan's and his crew win. Um, you know, which is kind of thing. But, like, I'll just kind of pause it here because this kind of... This is the halfway point. This is the two halves episode. So, like, we legitimately right now are going to have a completely different episode from this point on. But I, I like the way this starts. And, again, like, as I said, this feels like it's a longer episode, but it goes by quickly that you don't also are bored. And this is where I think, like, moving forward when we get to some other firefightering episodes, which I have problems with. Like, as I always said with the fire episodes, it's like... I can see why maybe they don't do them as much because, A, what can you really do with fire rescue episodes? They're the same every single time. And secondly, the budget here, like, you know, they're having to burn down buildings. So, like, I'm, I can't imagine this is cheap. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying this episode. And this is why I think this episode is such a good episode is the fact that they balance it so well and we're kind of at this halfway point where we've had a bit of fun, really, at this point. It is. I mean, honestly, I, uh, I think... I think you're right. Like at this point, like they didn't really. They don't, there's not much they can do with the fire, mm-hmm. with the fire episodes. However, I mean, I know like Chicago Fire actually like does great. Like this episode reminds me so much of Chicago Fire now because mm-hmm. this is what they do so well on, on that show. But I mean, yeah. I also, I want to touch, touch on what you said when it comes down to like how they lost. I love that they lost too because like at that point it's more of a family thing. Like you get like you feel like they got kind of closer. And it just makes it even better, like, for the outcome of this episode as well, you know. You, you get that, and then, you know, but then when it comes down to the end of this episode, it's just, it's power, it makes it more powerful. Yeah, no, completely agree, completely yeah. agree. But, um, so kind of from this point, you know, it's, it's completely different. So we've got the, the, this is a bit I was thinking about before I jumped the gun. So we're back in the fire truck, we've got an alarm, um, you know, they're, they're going, uh, oh, actually, one thing I've just gelled over here, they're all watching outside, seeing Joe and Linda having a fight. Um, and, uh, what does, uh, Carlos say? Carlos says, oh, at least it's nothing to do with you this time. And obviously, we're assuming here that maybe it's, uh, you know, Linda telling him that, uh, he might not be the dad. And then kind of like when he comes up the stairs and he's like, oh, next time I have a fight, maybe I'll sell tickets. 
Um, but it's not. Uh, they're just having a bit of a, a fight in regards to the name of the baby. Uh, he wants to call it. Uh, what does he say? Like, oh, she wants to call it something new age, like Hunter or Oliver. Like, that's really new age. It's not like apple or banana tree or something like that, that, like, kids are called, you know, these days. Um, but then, <laughs> banana tree. Do not call your children banana tree. Um, but <laughs> I swear there's probably somebody out there called banana tree listening. That's my name. Don't offend me. I'm banana tree. Um, but, like, I like this kind of back and forth where Joe's, like, going, like, oh, I want to call him Joe. That's original. It's like, oh, my grandpa was Joe. My father's Joe. I'm Joe. Baby's going to be Joe. And it's like, um, oh, you know, by bagging out my name, you're ragging on Jimmy's kid too. And of course, it's like, what? What do you mean, Jimmy's kid? Not your kid? What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, your son's called Joey. Oh, right. Ah, uh, I get it. Um, so, um, but we obviously get here, and we've got this big fire. And I kind of the thing with this scene here is that. It's not that I'm going to rush through this. There's really just not a whole lot to really go into scene by scene. So we can kind of just lump all this together. Because basically from here, we kind of get... They show up to this warehouse. They don't see any smoke. They've kind of got to go in the building. We see that some homeless people have obviously tried to light a fire. And uh, it's sort of set alight. And it it just keeps getting worse and worse. And from here on in, obviously, we get the um, Nolans and his other crew show up. They're concerned that they're going to miss the Knicks game for this. Uh the radios aren't working. You know, there's a bit of drama there. And then all of a sudden, we've got um, firefighters are stuck in the building. Um, the the Carlos and Doc show up. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's really... I don't know, really. I mean, by all means, Brandy, by, when I stop here, stop me if I'm missing any scenes. But, um, you know, they're rescuing the boy. There's a little boy in there. The radios aren't working. They all think Jimmy's missing. So, Joe and a bunch of them go in there finding Jimmy. But then Jimmy's found and he comes out. Uh, in all of this, Nolan's is hurt. Oh, no, not Nolan's. Uh, so they've got to get him out of the building. There's a few explosions going off. Uh, the editing here is great. I will say I love the editing, how kind of there's absolutely no music and we're getting just the sound effects when it comes to the fire and just all the people running around the building and everything along those lines. Um, and then we, we only time we get a bit of music is when they cut back in from the break and we've got like a TV, commer- uh, TV commercial, a uh, breaking TV news story of this massive fire burning. Um, so, yeah, we've got we find out there's 32 firefighters stuck in there. They eventually get to the point where they have to um, stop them because it's going to be too dangerous. And then when Jimmy's out, he finds out that Joe's still in there. He wants to go in and rescue them, and it looks all pretty bleak. The music starts playing. It's sad because, you know, they've given up. They won't let anyone back in there because the fire's too dangerous, and they're going to fight it from the outside. But, uh, you know, we get some great lines. We don't give up. It's over. And I do like this, like, scene where we've got them, like, honking the fire horns, obviously, to warn the firefighters inside the building. Like, you've got to come out now. And we get this great scene of a fire hat rolling outside. And um, there it is. And, yeah, we kind of obviously get um, scenes there. Um, and before we get back to the hospital, I think we can kind of just uh, end here because Lombardo gets rescued. There's clapping. And we're going to go back to the uh, the hospital uh, there. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not rushing all over everything, but I just feel like there's not really scene by scene here we can go over because kind of that's what happens. There's a fire, people are getting rescued, and again, there's not a whole lot really to talk about here unless I'm missing anything. No, I don't think you're missing anything. I mean, I think it's honestly just... It's one of those... Uh, I would say it's just one of those parts of the episode you just got to watch because it's more more emotional than explaining about it. You just, I think it's more of, it's more of an emotional scene. They're more emotional scenes than you could just explain about it. So there's not much to say. I mean, again, like one of my favorite scenes is just the whole 
when Jimmy was like, Alex is still in there, Nolan, the rival firefighter, is like, okay. You know, at that point, it's like, it doesn't matter, like, you're a member, like, um, somebody in our family is in there. So yeah, that moment, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Sort of like, they're, they're still fighting with each other because mm-hmm. they're like, that's my line, what are you doing? But it's it's that moment where all of a sudden Nolan's like, oh, yeah, I understand family. And, and that's like, just quickly, sorry to interrupt you here, but like, this is where it's hard to tell that he's not really an actor because he actually does that scene and that reaction very well. So like, you know, is, if you, yeah. again, you don't know who he is. And again, until like a day ago, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, I think that, again, he's actually a solid actor. So, yeah, it's Jason Seahorn, so you missed well the second done. calling in life. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just so well done. I mean, another thing I do like about it is, like, and this is not, like, again, this is not really huge, but, again, I think this is one of those episodes you just got to watch to feel it more than, because it's, it's, it's explaining to it. When it comes down to explaining it, it's just, like you said, it's about a fire and it's what happens, but watching it is totally different. I mean, like when you get, it gets serious when one of the guys fall, falls from the ladder, you know, yeah. and I think that was one of the turning points right there when it was like, this is about to get serious and you know the episode's going to have a very powerful impact and an outcome. And again, like you said, like Nolan, we didn't know who he was and it's just so powerful because like, you feel like in a way the next episode, you feel like they could like build on that, like this guy died, you know, like not making it huge, but it was just, it was very powerful. Like, you feel like you can miss the character if he was in the episode. If, if they did more of his character, I feel like he would have been, like, one of those characters you would have missed, for sure. Yeah, we're not no. going to spend some time to eulogize Nolans. But, I mean, like, it's no, fun. It's, oh, no, it's... but I'm saying he would have been that kind of character. I feel like he could have yeah. been that character, though. Yeah, you know? it's 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 interesting yeah. though because like third watch, like we've talked a lot about sort of this show does you know has a fair few big names in it and kind of a lot of the time they'll get people in for sort of a one episode arc, you know, like when we get to the Eve episode or like DMX or Method Man, you know, like it's kind of they they get a lot of like rappers in this show, um, and obviously kind of have them as a one episode arc, and you know they're very hit and miss when it comes to their acting ability. Can we just point out? Uh, I'm looking at you, Eve. Uh, but (laughs) 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 like, I mean, Wycliffe Gene's a decent actor, you know, he's pretty good. Gene Simmons actually isn't as bad as an actor as you think he would be. So like, you know, people like that, when they have them over multiple episodes, I think kind of do their job, but Eve really? No. Um, but like, yeah, Jason Seahorn here, he does his job. He's a good actor and, uh, you know, rip Nolan. was created for him. Yeah, so obviously we get yeah. back at the hospital. Sadly, Nolan's is dead. Not Nolan's. Um, his wife is there, and obviously thanks Jimmy and that for getting him out. They cry, they hug. We get a random doctor here. We don't get any of our favourite doctors. No Dana or anything like that. Um, I'm obviously talking a little bit here about uh, Joe, and he's got some burns and that. And then he, he asks for the chaplain, and we're thinking like, oh, no, Joe, don't die. Like, it's a bit premature. You don't need the chaplain. Um, but obviously, it's not about dying. It's like he wants to get married to Linda because uh, he wants the baby to have the benefits. Um, and, uh, yeah, going to marry Linda. So I guess this is your point here is that I'm guessing where you're saying it's sort of loosely resolved because at the end of the day, he's going to marry her no matter what, no matter who the baby is. And we never see this wedding. And, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, Barb or Okides, but I'm pretty certain this is it for Joe and Linda in terms of seeing them on screen. Uh, again, I was wrong about poor old uh, Joe appearing in the show moving forward, but I'm pretty sure we don't see Carolyn Kozlowski again as Linda. Uh, so we never kind of actually find out whether or not they get married or not, uh, but it's implied, I guess, and we never really hear anything more about the baby moving forward. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I do like that scene. like when he, Jimmy does come in, he's just like, um, Joe, about the baby, he's like, don't say it. Don't say it. I felt like mm. that was when it both kind of knew. Good point. And it was one Good of those, point. 
I feel like with Jimmy, like, smiling at the end, like, watching them through the window of, like, with the chaplain in them, it's like, I feel like at that moment, it's like, well, whether the outcome is my best friend is happy and he's going to, you know, you know, I mean, one Solid of those, point. One of those I didn't think about it that way. You know, that's how I looked at it. And yeah, it's just one of those, like, my best friend's going to, yeah, raise a kid and, hey, he's happy. Yeah. Never thought about it you that know. way, Brandy. That's a very solid point. So, uh, that, yeah, I definitely think um, that that makes a bit more sense with that. So, yeah, it's got a lot more resolution to it there than I ever sort of did. So, well done, Brandy. Um, we obviously okay. get kind of closing it out here, a bit of a narration uh, from Jimmy here, you know, talking about uh, three firefighters died. They all went in there to find Jimmy. So Jimmy's kind of mission statement here is to live every day like those men did for me. You know, obviously they went in there and kind of died looking for Jimmy. So it's a nice little uh, sort of closing out point. And we obviously get the, the text on the screen, similar to what we did um, back uh, with uh, in there. Uh, what is it? I've gone blank on the name of it. A Heroes Rest. Thank you, Ben. Um, the text in the year 2092 American firefighters were killed in the line of duty. Poignant way to end the episode. And obviously a nice little tribute episode to the firefighters. We don't quite get a firefighter funeral or anything like those lines but um yeah i i mean again i don't know if you've got any more closing things to say on this episode before we sort of get into our evil review section but uh, yeah it's we've really like this is a quick episode but again this this is such an episode of two halves that it's kind of there's not really a whole lot more here to talk about i feel no for me i think honestly it's your mission statement that right there was perfect i mean he's like you know they didn't ask if i was a good guy they just came back in he's like my mission statement starts with living my life like the person they thought the, how I, like he basically said he's like he wants to live how they what, what I forgot word for word but it's how he said it. it was what he said it was just very powerful and uh I get that I think that's that part makes me just love this episode even ten times more just that right there because like when I had a friend that I lost I talked about like living the best life I could in terms of like you know like what is it like respecting his legacy in a way and so I don't know just. I don't know, it resonated with me a lot. So Now, this one thing I'll say before we get into our review section, this is actually um, a bit of an interesting one when it comes to some of our main cast because generally we've found that in episodes where, say, it's like a fire episode, it's got nothing really to do with the police, they always seemingly find a way to still include sort of like a random just little cameo or sort of an appearance by some of our police or anything along those lines. So um, I find it actually interesting here. I'm just quickly scrolling through here just to confirm what I'm about to say. But um, you actually realize that in no part of this episode do you see any of the cops. So uh, all of our beloved four of Sully, Davis, uh, Bosco and Yokus are not seen at all. Now, this is actually the first time that Bosco has never appeared in an episode. So Jason Wiles has only appeared as credit only. Um, and then this is also the first time that Yokus has never appeared in an episode being credit only. Sully and Davis, not in this episode, but their first non-appearance was actually back in Kim's hope chest. So only the second time that neither of them appear. So while they're kind of our, uh, there's what, six, five people who are credited at being in every single episode of Third Watch. Uh, five ep- five people uh, being uh, Davis, Yokus, Carlos, Sully, and Bosco. They're not actually... Like, there's a difference between being credited and appearing. So, um, yeah, this is the very first time that Bosco and Yokus have never appeared in an episode. So there you go. Brandy, a bit of a random stat for you. No, I noticed that too. I'm glad you pointed it out for the audience, though, for sure. 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating. We're kind of, what are we, about, uh, you know, uh, off the top of my head, what are we, like 40 episodes into Third Watch out of 132, and uh, it's taken them this long to get a no Bosco or no Yokus appearance, so uh, interesting. All right, uh, Evil or Review, in the last ever time we ever get Evil or Rue in an episode of Third Watch. Um, what are you doing with this one, Brandy? Are we buying it, renting it, or bidding it? Buying it. No just hesitation No at question all. about it. Yeah, very sentimental and just very powerful. What about you? Absolutely agree. I think it's kind of interesting that, like, if you had have maybe said to me this uh, season about, oh, what ones will you not buy? Like, because I honestly thought, like, perhaps it could be a fact that I would buy every single episode of this season. And if you had said, oh, two rent it, people would be like, oh, Ben, you're going to rent the two Jimmy episodes, the two fire episodes. But no, I'm buying it too. I've bought both of them. So, And I kind of I think I said after duty uh, when I rented that one that I'm pretty sure that I will be buying every single episode for the remainder of this season. Um, yeah. Walking Wounded, our next one, which I talked about in a second, maybe has a possibility of a high rent, but I'm still probably going to buy it. I think it's still a very good episode just based on the Kim stuff in the episode. So, um, yeah, I'm buying this one, and I kind of think we're going to keep this streak rolling on in terms of that. But, uh, yeah, I agree. So I'm back to five in a row for my buys. You're uh, officially an eight in a row now, so uh, you're on a good streak. Nice. So uh, I don't know if you're going to top my 11 in a row, but you might. Who knows? Um, you obviously kind of appearing sporadically, so you, you've you got more of a chance of doing it. But you and Darvell still haven't binned any episodes. I'm the only person to bin an episode on Third Watch so far. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel the bins are coming moving forward. Um uh, when it comes to some of these later seasons. But, um, you know, even season three might surprise in terms of some of the episodes. So, uh, anyway, we're into uh, Walking Wounded next, which, uh, look, it's an interesting one. It's kind of um, sort of we've got four episodes left of this season. Two of them are character-centric. Two of them are kind of a mixed bag in terms of tying in the characters around each other. Uh, you know, the finale in Zeus Wept is kind of a unique episode in the way they do that. Walking Wounded to me is the last real standard third watch episode we'll get this season in terms of what we were sort of used to from season one. And it works. Like it kind of, you know, we've got a, a, this sort of storyline when it comes to uh, the the drugs. Uh, we've obviously got the Kim storyline involved around a lot of good Jimmy stuff in the episode too relating to what happens with Kim. So it's a solid episode. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the best episode of the season, but it's not by far the worst episode. And I think kind of there's elements of Walking Wounded to me that remind me of sort of some season three in season four stuff so i kind of feel that like we're starting to migrate into some territory of what this show is going to be moving forward where the jobs what they're dealing with has got a lot more to do with the episodes rather than the characters and kind of what we will steer towards in the future which is why third watch isn't as good later on as it is earlier on because it does become more about the jobs they're dealing with rather than the characters so there's a there's a nice balance in the next episode and i'm just going to say that there's definitely going to be some stuff that i'll personally connect with and i'm not going to go into too much details of that but um yeah there's there's a lot of like the kim stuff alone just kim raver just wow uh, so yeah, I don't know if you got much to say about Walking Wounded because you won't be on this episode with us, Brandy. But uh, by all means, talk about it now if you want to. <laughs> um, not sh- <laughs> I gotta watch it. I don't remember everything that's in the episode, but yeah, if I'm on it, I'm on it. If I'm not, well, hey, <laughs> at least I hope it's a good one. I'm sure. Good it response. Will be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good way of kind of <laughs> going through it. Um. 
But uh, as always, uh, please keep in contact with everything. Uh, if you're listening to us at home, uh, you can subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, of course. Uh, we're also uh, on Facebook. Like us on there. Follow us on Twitter and everything else in between. And uh, we do appreciate any feedback, comments um, along the way. And uh, really, really enjoying this. And we really, I just, this season has just gone by so quickly just because it's such an amazing season. Um, and um, we're only a few episodes away from our season two recap. And we're going to be obviously happy to have both Brandy and Darvell on an episode together once we go over that. But uh, yeah, very much. Uh, a stranger, and this is, I, I do believe this is officially our shortest ever episode of Third Watch uh, in terms of uh, what we've covered here on the Oz Network. And um, by all means, we're not done that deliberately. It's uh, Clearly, we've both bought this episode. So it's not that we're against this episode, as we keep saying. There's just not a whole lot really to talk about this in the second half because it just ultimately comes down to a rescue scene and um yeah that's about it so um our shortest ever episode of our third watch covering and i'm just looking here our previous shortest episode was episode seven of season one impulse which went for 48 minutes this is uh barely going to touch 45 minutes so uh there you go uh my name is ben and i'm still just a piece of garlic bread <laughs> brandy here what is your mission statement? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.